Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, it is indeed Bloomberg Markets. Lots going on in the markets. Lots going on in the world. Lots going on in the UN. Lots going on in the Senate. And now, uh, Carol, even more going on in Mexico. Uh, yeah. Uh, another earthquake in Mexico City. Charlie Pellet's going to have the details for us in a minute. But, uh, uh, on the anniversary of that huge quake in 85 in Mexico City, uh, just, uh, just when you think in another hurricane coming, it's just right. amazing. A lot of natural disasters. Coming up though, we are going to dig a little bit, uh, more into the markets. We'll get to that in just a moment. Let's get though to your top business stories here with Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much. Just getting word that some buildings in the Roma neighborhood of Mexico City have been damaged. A 7.2 magnitude earthquake reported in Puebla, Mexico. Again, it is a developing story. All of this breaking roughly 15 minutes ago. Uh, no quake damages reported at the moment, according to the Mexico Civil Protection Agency, uh, but again, we are getting other reports uh, talking about buildings uh, being damaged. So again, a story in flux, developing details. Uh, we will have them as they become available, but repeating the headline, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake reported in Puebla, Mexico. We do have the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing on this Tuesday with the S&P up 3 to 2507, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials up 52, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up seven. That is an advance of one tenth of one percent. The tenure down two thirty seconds yield two point two four percent. Gold higher by a dollar sixty three an ounce to thirteen oh nine up by one tenth of one percent. West Texas intermediate crude it is trading lower by six tenths of one percent at forty nine sixty one for a barrel of West Texas intermediate crude. Best Buy has disappointed investors with its long range earnings forecast, renewing concern that competition from Amazon will hamper growth in coming years. It says excluding some items, profit will be $1.9 billion to $2 billion by fiscal 2021. That range implies lower annual growth than expected, according to an analyst at RBC Capital Markets. Best Buy shares, they're down now by 6.9%. Again, recapping, U.S. equities are trading higher. S&P up three, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. Gold up $1.61 an ounce to thirteen oh nine, up one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Talk a little bit about uh, the markets. Our next guest says, do not buy on the dips despite the recent market to strength. Why? Well, let's ask Rich Weiss. He's chief investment officer at American Century Investments, $169 billion in assets under management. Uh, Rich, typically based in Mountain View, California, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, back with us. Nice to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, this market environment, you said to me when you walked in, you said, ah, looks like uh, investors don't really care what uh, President Trump had to say about North Korea. Um what do you make of certainly the equity markets kind of consistently shrugging off almost everything? Well, uh, there is a uh, historic disconnect between the markets and the geopolitical environment right now, at least as measured by the Global Economic Political Uncertainty Index, which continues to be at or near all-time highs 
while VIX is trading at or near all-time lows. And is that Global Uncertainty Index a good one? Does uh, it is there you know it, indicative of anything? It's as good as we have for for what it measures, both globally and domestically. So I I think it it does put its finger on global geopolitical uncertainty. That doesn't necessarily, of course, translate to to economic uncertainty. But I think the root cause of this is the the markets are, are fully and fairly looking past uh, you know some of the hype. And when you look at the substance, uh, economically speaking, we're muddling along. We continue to muddle along, which is, is good and bad. So we're not bearish right now, but uh, we see very little reason to be throwing money at the stock market right now. Do you see any structural changes in the market that might explain the sort of historic lack of volatility in the market in the last couple of years? Uh, it, it's a good question. I, I don't have any stats on it. It could be related to delevering over the last several years since uh, 2008, and maybe that brings with it something. Um, on the other hand, it, it could be that we, we do have volatility, but it's all good volatility, upside volatility. And so the VIX, uh, more than anything, really measures uh, panic volatility or downside risk. Um, again, you look at the Economic stats, that there's nothing different than we've been seeing for several years now. Uh, real GDP growth is expected to be somewhere in the 2 2.5% range this year and next, as it was uh, prior to the elections. Um, but more importantly, if you look at some of the specific recent economic statistics, uh, retail sales, industrial production, construction spending, factory orders, durable goods orders, and I can keep naming them, all of them, have negative signs in front of them for the latest month or two reports. Now, th- that's where the worries really. What do you mean negative right signs? What kind of negative signs? In other words, they've been down. Yeah. Uh, retail sales down two tenths of the percent. Industrial production down nine tenths. Construction spending down six tenths. Factory orders down three and a half percent. Durable goods down six point eight. So, they've all been. Uh, backing up in the last month or two, and it's not due to seasonal issues. So why, how do you explain, if I look at the S&P 500, those major industry groups, uh, almost everything's up. It's fairly broad-based. Uh, telecom services and energy uh, still down for the year, but healthcare, information technology, materials, utilities, industrials, consumer discretionary, consumer staples, financials, real estate. Right. They're up. Right. A couple of reasons or a couple of things going on. One, the uh, the stock phenomenon in the U.S., largely large cap, forgive the uh, the pun, but it, you see large cap stocks up about... Right, the uh, small caps have really pulled back. That's right. They're, they're up maybe single digits. And, and so uh, that leads us to believe part of that, or at least uh, no small part, is due to the dollar's decline. You're talking about larger companies benefiting from exports. That's not a small company phenomenon. And so that's part of it, the, the, the dollar weakness. The uh, earnings continue to come in positive. Earnings growth last quarter, as you all know, surprisingly good, up about 10% across the board, but varied by sector, as you pointed out, Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, energy clearly not faring well. Lower oil prices, that helps some of the other sectors as well. Uh, low interest rates, but but this is all coincidental. Uh, looking out, it's harder to see where the, the fuel is going to come from for further uh, accelerating economic growth. It's just it's very hard difficult, if not impossible, to see 3 or 4% real growth here in the U.S. In the near so are you lightening your load in equities in some way? Uh, it, for longer term or, or uh, retirement uh, portfolios, yes, we're beginning to move underweighted uh, in equities vis-a-vis bonds and cash and international equities. Uh, 
for uh, longer for, for portfolios where they have a longer period of time. We've been neutral since the turn of the year for a variety of reasons, not the least of which are less favorable valuations in the U.S. Uh, relative to developed, uh, let's say, European markets. All right, we're going to leave it on that note. Rich, nice to have you back with us. Um, appreciate your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Rich Weiss, Chief Investment Officer, Multi-Asset Strategies at American Century Investments, $169 billion in assets under management, based in Mountain View, California, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Again, some buildings in that Roma neighborhood in Mexico City have said to collapse. A 7.2 magnitude earthquake reported in Puebla, Mexico. We'll continue to track uh, that story for you. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Good to Adrian Mitchell right now with some more of the national news headlines for 991 Newsroom in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Carol. First, as you mentioned, we have a developing story. Just a few minutes ago, we learned a powerful earthquake has hit Mexico City. The quake's magnitude initially measured at 7.2, centered in Puebla near the capital. And there are reports of some buildings being knocked down. We don't have any casualty figures as yet, but we will bring you further details as we get them. Calling Kim Jong-un rocket man and his regime deplorable, President Trump said in his first U.N. speech that North Korea faces the threat of destruction if it continues its nuclear program. The United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Bloomberg's Marty Shanker says the speech also notable for another reason. He was very disciplined today and give uh, John Kelly, the chief of staff, credit for that. Uh, he's obviously gotten guidance from Kelly that he should stay on script, especially in this venue uh, of, the, of the global forum. And he did just that. And I thought he did a very good job. In his address to the U.N. General Assembly, Secretary General Antonio Guterres condemned North Korea and called for a peaceful solution. Hurricane Maria is on course for a direct hit on Puerto Rico after battering Dominica overnight. The storm is the third in two weeks to hit Caribbean islands already devastated by Hurricane Irma. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.